Welcome to Asked and Answered, the podcast series that answers all your mission-related questions. And with me in the studio are Ron and Karis Pierce. Welcome back, guys. Thanks, Joy. All right, so let's just get right into this. Now, at Empower, we talk a lot about the success of the National Church. We, um, It's the lifeblood of everything that we do. Yes. So the question today is, what approach are the national workers taking and why are they so successful? And is it different, you know, from country to country? Does it vary? Um, national church planters, and when we refer to national, we talk about, for those that aren't used to our podcast and our lingo that right. we talk about here, those are the indigenous um, workers, the indigenous national plants, church plants right. that exist in that country that are peculiar to that country, shall mm-hmm. we say? Um, born language, in that country. Born in that country, yeah. language, uh, customs, mm-hmm. everything like that. Yeah. It's not a foreign from whatever country dropping in a church model mm-hmm. or personnel. Right. It's those people growing up into the gospel in their own culture. So with that in mind, they start churches around and they win people to the Lord around their countries um, pretty well in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it all depends upon that cultural setting. But there are some things in common mm-hmm. and there's some things that differ. Let's try and do the common and the different. Okay. okay. The things that are in common is that they are always structured around the Word of God as being infallible, mm-hmm. as being the guidebook to eternal life. Uh, it stands alone. There are no other holy books, shall we say. Right. It's the Word of God. So there's no programs, or there might be, but it's not the central. Yeah, that's that's some of the differences right. area. But in, in the commonality, the Bible is number one. Okay. Secondly, they talk about um, they talk about being born again. All the basic evangelical beliefs is what we stress, shall we say. Right. And those are all held by the major national church planning movements that are within the evangelical or full gospel sort of um, family. Now, there are other national operations churches that um, are not evangelical. They're Christian. But we at Empower don't operate with those groups per se. Okay. Uh, they may want some Bibles sometimes for various things. Right. But but we're in our church planting movements. Those are more Bible-believing, born-again, mm-hmm. those sorts of folks starting up churches. So those are the things that they have in common. Beliefs, structure around the Word of God. And thirdly, this, and this is the big one, um, They in all these countries, they adapt these the the methods of sharing the gospel around the people, what they believe, where they start out in their understanding, mm-hmm. and they move on from there. The difference I'm saying is that they don't parachute in a structure of operating church or church meetings or instruments like organs and pipe organs right. and things like that. They don't they don't bring those in from afar and say, now people, this is Christianity, sit down and listen, put the pews this way and look frontwards and that's it. They don't do that. So there's not a model that they follow, not is what you're saying. In that, they don't have that model of, of, of another culture coming in with their model, mm-hmm. superimposing it. Right. But what they do have in this is that Even within their cultures of their countries and various things, there are variations. So in one area, they might use one type of instrument. In another area, another. In one area, it may be men sit on one side, women sit on another. In another area, it could be um, we don't have buildings. 
we operate outside of buildings. We're under the trees. Mm. Okay, church is under the trees. Right. So they're very moldable and adaptable to the cultural differences, even within their, their, their people. Now, that is a little different than what the historic Western missionaries mm. did, because not all, but many missionary groups came in with their Western model, superimposed it, dropped it on them, and said, this is what you should be doing. This is what a Christian does. This it, is what a Christian looks like. Exactly. Right? Whereas the, mm. the national churches of today don't really do that at all. And they are adaptable. And it, therefore, it's very form-fitting. It's like finding a good shoe. Okay? <laughs> if, if you can find a good shoe, it's great. If I had to walk around in high heels all day, that would <laughs> no, not be good. There are some good high heel shoes. <laughs> oh yeah, like like we're going to go there. Okay, so anyway, this, it, what I'm trying to do is is tell you that there's something where the gospel isn't noticed because it's normal, right. where the gospel can come in in the message form, and it will penetrate to the heart, and nobody's looking at externals. Mm. And that's how they do church planting. That's why the gospel's spreading so rapidly. Then it's one of the reasons. If you match that with a heavy move of the Holy Spirit. Right. And if you get a real energy, both generated because of the anointing on the leaders and the church planters that come in, mm -hmm. their knowledge of the word, if you get that on top of national religions falling apart, as in the major world religions or even the local religions of the people, animism sometime, mm -hmm. or even communism when it comes in, and people are discouraged with all these things. So if you put all these things together in the right environment, you're going to bake a pretty good cake. And that's what's happening right now in these national church plants around the world. Um, th this is a tasty cake. It's very, um, it's, it's, it, it will last a long time mm -hmm. because it's not foreign. Right. So it's got a future to it. Right. So we do a lot of stories. I've, I've heard a lot of your stories. And um, when we talk about the different countries, what usually happens in these stories, uh, the real stories, the reports that we get from, mm -hmm. from the partners, mm -hmm. something often a miracle or something mm -hmm. really incredible will happen. And actually, I think this happens a lot in India. Mm -hmm. And then word spreads mm -hmm. and the gospel is shared and, and the power, the Holy Spirit is there. He's there in the miracle. And then he's there as the word spreads. Um, is that across the board in all the countries? Um, it, it depends a little on the background of the church. For instance, sometimes, um, and don't let me get off track because I've got to go down a rabbit hole here for a second to give you some ideas. But um, sometimes when, if say a, um, a certain type or um, of missionary came in with a certain theological understanding, and that maybe was that miracles aren't for today. Okay. Yeah. And therefore they come in and they teach all their people for 50, 60, 70 years. Mi miracles aren't for today. That, that ended. Well, then usually the people believe that when the missionaries are gone mm -hmm. and they just carry on thinking, well, that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. um, other groups came in and said miracles are for today. And therefore they expected them. Right. Overall now, a lot of that previous teaching is gone, and there's much more balance in the fact that maybe there's not miracles everywhere, but the supernatural is real. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like Satan's doing miracles. Why doesn't our God do miracles? Mm -hmm. So demon possession in tribal areas and various animistic areas, very, very common. So therefore, there's an openness right now to 
supernatural manifestations within the body of Christ. Right. Not to where the people use these as um, something to hold on to of their faith. In other words, I'm, uh, the, the gospel is not dependent upon God turning up and doing a miracle at a service. Right. All right. But it happens. And when it does happen, how do we handle it? Well, this isn't the gospel. This is just God loving us. Mm-hmm. One time I was told, long, long time ago, um, we were talking about miracles in these sort of settings. And I said, how do you folks in this area handle uh, miracles? And this brother, he was in Southeast Asia, and he, and he says, we don't worship the miracles. They're just footprints of God's mm-hmm. love. We worship the God that made the footprints. Wow. So therefore, they yeah. had very good balance <laughs> when it came into understanding what this was about. So miracles, yes, they happen in a lot of situations. They are more common today than before. In some countries, dreams and visions right. are very normal, <laughs> Ethiopia being example. Mm-hmm. But then in some countries, they don't even know what I'm talking about if I mentioned a dream or a miracle. Really? They just don't have them. I don't know why. God works in one way, not in another way. Um, it could be their background, their hesitancy, something of that nature. Right. But uh, it's it's it different, Joy, where you go and how you do it. But there's more of an openness today. Another thing that they have in common, our national uh, church planting movements, they all have an urgency. They they know that there's a lostness to the human soul and they have to go out there and win them. And I think that motivates a lot of them to keep working in difficult situations despite exactly. the persecution, despite the um, the conditions they're living in. They There's an urgency that they have within oh, them. That's exactly it. And, and usually when they preach that urgency care, what happens is that the people say, but is your God stronger than our God? Uh, we've, we've heard your message. Mm-hmm. We know you believe it. You're urgent in your presentation, mm-hmm. um, and you believe it. But convince us, sort of like, is, 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 is your God that powerful? Mm-hmm. Takes me back to Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Right. Here the prophets of Baal you know, said, basically, prove it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and that was the thing. And Elijah said, my God is stronger than yours, and I'll show you guys. Mm-hmm. And then altar, water, everything like that, fire, mm-hmm. there for God. Didn't end so well for the prophets of Baal, by the way. <laughs> um, but at the same time, the idea behind that was God, on occasion, shows his existence, his power, his love, his approachability, right. as in Islam, that there's a God that loves you and is coming to look for you. So right. that's all a supernatural sort of thing. And then when, when God does that miracle and everybody sees it, it's sort of like, wow. This is, this is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. We're going to listen. So the ears, the volume of the human ear is turned up by a miracle. Right. At times, the message is faint. But when a miracle occurs, a healing, um, water into wine, that's, a, that's right. an old, yes. uh, old one, but it's a goodie. It's an, <laughs> an oldie, original. but a goodie. Yeah, it's an original. <laughs> but uh, when those sorts of miracles happen, then all of a sudden you've got these nationals that are not believers they all of a sudden think to themselves, we have missed something here. We're going to listen. And God helps them listen by the volume of the miracle. Then, then they're not talking about the miracle after a while. They're talking about the gospel of who made this miracle 
And what does he want from us? Which takes them always back to the cross, resurrection, um, being born again, work of the Holy Spirit within. So the balance is there. This is like an Mm eye-opener. This is sort of like a wow moment, but nothing that will be the focus of their ongoing ministry. So it's like a it's like a circle. It starts with God. It starts with the Holy Spirit. Um, the miracle happens. They're wowed by the miracle, but then it eventually comes back to the central message of Jesus. Exactly. And not to compare the North American church to the spiritual hotspots of the world. But one might wonder, if we had those same miracles happening, would we— complete the circle and come back? Or would we be too caught up in the miracle? Because the question remains, why are we not seeing the same kind of miracles? Okay. Well, this brings us to a whole new topic. <laughs> um, you have to you have to think about the difference between the culture here in North America and so many parts of the world that are somewhat isolated. Yeah, you can say they've got internet, but they're isolated in their communities and um, they're, they're, they're their world usually extends somewhere around 40 miles in any one direction. That's mm-hmm. it. Right. So now we over here are used to big performances, glitzy sort of situations, circuses, yeah. um, various things like that. Sort of big events where you're wowed. Right. Uh, when, you know, when I think of this, I was thinking of Las Vegas. Yeah. And people and listening to this are going to probably be judging me right now. But <laughs> no, but I'm just no telling you that— that Las Vegas has all the, got all the glitz and the glamour yeah. and the attractions and everything else that people are just overwhelmed by. Right. They don't have that overseas. Right. And in, in these areas of the world, um, a miracle happens then. That's something that generations talk about. Right. Um, over here, we drop it overnight, sort of like, oh, where's the next one? Where's the next one? Mm. In that way, we're a lot like little kids. And we're, we're easily amused. And we lose focus very quickly. We have to have nice toys to play with. And we want new toys all of the time because the old ones get old. And therefore, you've got a real mixture of cultures. Yes, here. But there's an overwhelming cultural dynamic. We are immature here Mm -hmm. as a whole, as a society. Very demanding. Very um, entitled. We think we're entitled to this. Mm -hmm. Overseas, they don't live that way. They're happy for life. They want truth. The the big thing might be a wedding. A wedding is the like a, a huge event in many of these cultures around the world. People get together, have fun. Um, they 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 start new life with a new family getting going. Mm-hmm. They have a party. There's dancing. All of these things, right. and therefore that's a big issue. Um, let's go back to the gospels just for a second, yeah. okay? When Jesus was on Earth, he did a lot of miracles. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, two things. One, he loved the people and he wanted them to be healed or he wanted to show them that he was the son of God, that God had come to earth mm-hmm. and he proved himself. But he, there was a lot of love involved. Then he showed some miracles to the disciples and he showed the disciples, okay, um, watch, mm-hmm. just, just sit back, watch. Like, remember when the fish in the sea mm-hmm. and pulling out the coin? Remember the one uh, put your net on the other side of the of the boat and reel in the big cat? Well, there weren't many people watching. Right. That was just for the locals. That was just for the, te- the 12 guys just hanging around. And that was an important time because that's what goes on now, the difference overseas. Jesus wasn't trying to impress anybody, mm-hmm. but he was trying to show them. Over here in the West, we try to impress people. 
with miracles or mm -hmm. something like that. Over there, it's more of a small group of people. God comes down, a miracle is done, taken place, and everybody just sorts of sits there, takes it in, and said, okay, God is in our presence. Um, there's a supernatural God that loves us. The checklist is all put off mm -hmm. like that. And it's more of a personal conviction rather than an external experience. Mm. And there's two worlds there. And that's why when I go overseas and I hear about all these miracles like you're talking mm -hmm. about, and it's so common. Yeah. Um, it's all different. But the guys look at it sort of like, man, that really deepened my faith mm -hmm. like you would not believe because this was like no other religion. This was like no other experience. This was God speaking to me about his power being unleashed. And I thought, I, every time I hear it, I think, wow, these guys are so much different than us. No wonder the nationals in these villages, in the towns, mm -hmm. in these areas, really perk up and listen and watch. They just think different. Oh, totally. Yeah, different from totally. our mindset. And, and we're not wrong and they're not right or vice versa, right. whatever it is. It's not a right and wrong thing. It's just the way we're built. Mm -hmm. And our Western culture and our Western materialism has robbed us of the joy of the moment mm -hmm. and sometimes of our personal walk with God, um, the, deep, the depth of it. It's not the same here. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for us in the fact that when I go overseas and I come back home and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how do I communicate the depth of their urgency, as Carrie, you were talking about, to spread the gospel, all of these things. How do I, how do I bring it back home and let the people understand? Because I'm in front of a, a congregation for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. I walk out. Usually about half an hour after I have left and they've heard the words end, mm -hmm. they've forgotten about what I talked about. Yeah. And it's simply because, well, Ron, what's next? Yeah. And there's the difference to it. So we chase the miracles. We chase everything. Yeah. We chase good times. We chase events. We chase the miraculous. And over there, they're more stayed, anchored, loyal, shall we say, mm -hmm. and many things like that. And therefore, they're different. So the original question um, then being, what is the National Church doing to have such success in spreading the gospel? The miracle is one aspect, um, and it is kind of like the propeller. It, it, it maybe yeah. catches attention, but really it comes down to the Holy Spirit and the passion of the people. See, that's, that's what it. you're saying. That, that's it. The, the work of the nationals, they are strong in their work ethic. Mm -hmm. They work hard to plant churches. They right. go the extra mile. It doesn't come easy for them. No, no, no. Right. And, and when they do all this and they prepare the environment, as in their mm -hmm. style, then you've got the hard work. Then you've got the Word of God. Then you've got a looking into the heart of the pastor and seeing that he really believes this God mm -hmm. came and died for us. Right. And then you do that. And then you just add on like salt and pepper miracles and right. healings. That's God's job. That's what he does to break through, to show his presence. Right. And then you put that whole thing together, and then you've got church growth. Well, it's funny that you say that, how hard they work, because when I read through the stories, like, let's say, China, and I'm reading about these pastors and these church planters, and time and again, they talk about, um, you know, just the hard work of of. Of, of preaching the gospel and the work and the miracles are there, mm -hmm. but they're just such a small part and they don't really pause or pay attention to them. Like you said, they just keep carrying on with the hard work of what they're doing. Exactly. 
Well, when they talk about going to prison for a rest, mm-hmm. you know you, you're working hard. <laughs> yeah. It was a three-year rest, yeah. and yeah. I deserved it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they work in prison, too, yeah. But, yeah. but sort of like time off, like yeah. going to Florida. Well, I just read a story recently. It was, um, I think, in India, and the no Vietnam, and he went to prison for three years. His first week in prison, he led 19 men to the Lord. This is one of our partners. Mm-hmm. And then he just continued for the next three years building a church in prison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So It's just normal. But then, you see, when you get a miracle or something of that, there's no work involved. God does all the work. Right. So that's really when the guys just sort of sit back. Mm-hmm. They don't work it up. Yeah. They just rest in what God's doing. Their work is to explain, to pray for people, to travel. Um, that's how you do it. Right. Okay, well, honestly, I probably have a thousand more questions that I could ask, but I know how you really feel about all my questions. So um, that's it. Thanks, guys.